All right, this is Tech in Black and White, and welcome to the second. I'm here with the producer, Savanzo Donfrico, to talk about his upcoming film, his project, his life, everything that's going on. Hello, yes, welcome. yes, yes, yes. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I finally arrived. Yes, man. Glad to have you in the kind of spot as well. So let, let's kind of break into it really quick. Um, what is Tech in Black and White? Like, why, why are we here today? Well, as a producer, filmmaker, visionary, I was looking for something that could impact the world. Um, I did my own personal film school by traveling to all these film festivals around the country, from ABFF to Bronzelands to Atlanta Film Fest to Savannah Film Fest to Urban World Film Fest. And I was always looking for what was missing. Mm. I was always looking for what wasn't being told what stories that were out there that people hadn't seen. And so I looked at a CNN docu-series, Blacks in America with Soledad, and she talked about Silicon Valley being the promised land. Mm -hmm. I think it was around 2008. And so I've always been a, a studier and a reader of technology. I was always reading Wired Magazine, Fast Company, um, Inc. Magazine, Entrepreneur, Forbes. And so when I saw Blacks in America, The Promised Land, it led me to start reading books about Silicon Valley because they said Silicon Valley was an entrepreneur's heaven. Mm -hmm. And I was a natural born entrepreneur. And so looking at Silicon Valley, dreaming of going to San Francisco the Bay Area where all the major companies were and all these unicorns. I went to, last year I went to Bronze Lens Film Fest and a week after Bronze Lens Film Fest, I went to Atlanta Black Tech Week. How was that? And that's, that birthed it. When I went to Atlanta Black Tech Week, I seen all these incredible people I'd never seen Mm -hmm. I I didn't know it exists. And out of Atlanta Black Tech Week, tech in black and white was birthed. Tech in black and white. So kind of the pursuit of Silicon Valley coming along with coming across uh, Tech Black Week, those two kind of birthed tech in black and white. And, and, and so me being in the film world, looking at what wasn't being told and walking into Atlanta Black Tech Week and seeing a world that I didn't know existed. I wonder how many more people didn't know about these black engineers, mm -hmm. these black creators, these black app developers, these black coders. You know, I'm like, wow, this is the story I want to tell. Mm -hmm. And so from there, from, from there, um, I just started exploring as a, as a, as a student. I started learning everything I could from every person I met. And so my next big journey would be uh, traveling to San Francisco to tech inclusion. Gotcha. Gotcha. So to go back kind of on to what's missing, it's kind of interesting to say that because I feel like oftentimes we kind of see the same movies going on, different plot, the same thing. People are looking at what's working. But you went at it and kind of look at what's missing to find the story. So yeah. we're going to get more into your mind as a producer. Um, or I guess 
kind of start it all off, what you feel your role is as a storyteller or are you a, a documenting history? What's what's your purpose? For me, I'm a master networker. Master networker. You know, I'm going to connect the dots. I, I'll have all these great people come together to produce a phenomenal TV show. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure everybody is happy. I'll raise the money. I'll get the deals done. I'll meet the right people. And so I'm part power broker, part visionary, because mm-hmm. I, I see what the future is. I see that we're talking about blacks and minorities and women not being included in technology. It's the same as sports. It's the same mm-hmm. as music. Once black people find out that, oh, it's time for us to break in an industry. So for me, technology is the new hip hop. Mm. Like tech is the new hip hop. So yeah. all these kids are now coming out of school wanting computer science majors now. Mm-hmm. You know, these kids, they finna, they finna dribble computer science through their legs now like, Everybody wanted to be Mike. Mm-hmm. Now everybody gonna want to be Gates. Right, the next Gates, the next. Everybody want to be Steve Jobs. Yeah, and so so. I just feel to tell a story in a dynamic way before it really becomes the norm, just to give people an entry into this black renaissance that's happening around the culture. Mm-hmm. I just want to be one of the people who produce one of those uh, revolutions in, in, mm-hmm. in media. You're kind of shining a light on what's not something that's already happened, but something that's happening right now. As we speak. And As that's the speak. reason why I say the future is now. That's one of my quotes, because right now, the future is happening. Mm-hmm. We're building the blocks for the future right now. It's interesting you made the reference to hip hop, because, you know, once it was a kind of like an outcasted, uh, genre, but now it really is an industry of itself, kind of, and it is like really what pop music was, hip hop is what's popular, the trendsetter. So you're seeing that technology is about to become the new wave. You know, we already have everyone wants to be a ball player, I'm from the next LeBron, but now you're seeing people into the, the coding space, developers, all of that. You see that right now, black people in those spaces. Right. And so you're going to see the Tristan Walkers become rock stars. You're going to see the the Wayne Sutters become the leaders of the future. You're going to see the Arlen Hamilton be, you know, the big dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're going to see people that the young people don't really know about. Mm-hmm. They don't know about the sister uh, Morgan, who who created, who part part you know co-founded Afrotech. Oh yeah. And so, I think. 10 years down the road, you'll see all these these personalities be the norm of the celebrity world of tech. Interesting. And so I'm just one of the promoters. I'm just one of the- Gotcha, you helping moving it all along. Yeah, I'm just one of the people who talking about it and and putting the light on people who don't specifically want the light. Mm. You know, in the tech world, the data people don't want, they don't want no shine. Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't want light. They don't want, they don't, they're not trying to be in the spotlight. A lot of them, I would meet people in these 
circles of technology and they wouldn't have an IG. Oh, really? I said, you on IG? No, it's like, nah. No social. Really? No, I'm not on. I'm like, they tech. They really 100% tech. Uh, they not on IG. Gotcha. And so, so they, they may be on LinkedIn, mostly on LinkedIn. And mm-hmm. so I got to get my LinkedIn. <laughs> I got <that> <laughs> to get my LinkedIn yeah. up. Nice. Okay, so interesting. So you really, so tell me a little bit more about the film. Are you going to these people kind of, like what what exactly are you doing with Tech and Black so and White? I created a path that started what I feel like, you know, you got to start with the head. Mm. And so I started with the head going out to San Jose and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to come down to like the shoulders and leave and go to LA, Silicon Beach. And then I'm going to come down through this whole body of work and take it to Silicon Hills, Austin, Texas. And then I'm going to swing it down south. The, the, the core of Black Tech Week, Miami. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to bring it home to Atlanta. I feel like the solution is in Atlanta. Really? Atlanta. And so I'm going to bring it home to Atlanta. So you got five parts. We're talking about a TV series that is a docu-series that's three parts, eight episodes for each part. I'm going to tackle diversity, the first part. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tackle inclusion, the second part. And then the solution. So I, you know, we've been having this DNI conversation for a long time. Diversity, inclusion, diversity, inclusion. Congress, diversity, you know, leaders, organizations, writers, you name it. Diversity inclusion. We didn't see the numbers change. Intel invested lots of money. Companies invested lots of money. The numbers kind of, you know, they grew a little bit, but and I think mm-hmm. the culture is what is missing. So when I talk about relatability, I'm talking about a cultural thing. I was just, I just complimented this sister because she got on a white suit and in taking black and white. That's my thing. Hey, my, yeah. <laughs> I want to wear the white suit, the black and white, the dynamics of black and white. And so when I say taking black and white, I'm not strictly talking about race because that's a part of it. I'm talking about statistics. I'm talking about it's plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Like it's very plain and simple. Yeah. What we see in black and white that in technology, we have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Culturally, what I'm seeing is that you have people who are doing the work, but you don't see them. Mm-hmm. And so media, a lot of times media portrays the problem mm-hmm. and you don't see the solution. And so I feel that it's enough organizations and enough people who are out here in the world that's creating the solutions. I just want to highlight them. Gotcha. So back to kind of breaking up in different parts, you're tackling diversity, what that looks like, more than just white and black, but diversity as a whole and all spectrums, inclusion, um, which kind of people a lot of times kind of get the two confused, but then also you talked about solution as well. I like how you're breaking them all up. So when I talk about inclusion, it's 
we have an organization out in San Francisco, well, out in Cali, in San Francisco, um, Bay Area, and it's called The Last Call. The Last Call. And they're going into prison system, mm. teaching people to code, bringing them out, and, and they're getting jobs, and, and they're getting better jobs than I have, than me and you. Wow. And they're coming out of like what what better inclusion can you Right. But I, I don't think many people know anything about yeah, this. Yeah, I never knew about that. So I guess that's right. part of what you're doing. Yeah, going I, I'm in just trying to give people known. a look into a world that you can't go online and find it. Uh-huh. Because I looked online, I was trying to find it. I went mm-hmm. on all of the streaming sites and I was looking at I was typing in diversity and inclusion, blacks in technology, and I didn't see anything. Mm -hmm. But when I look on social media, I see a lot of people doing a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I say, whoa, this is happening. Mm -hmm. This is really happening. And so I'm just giving you my part, my version. I like what you're doing, because you're right. I feel like a lot of people don't know, and we do see the problems, we see that there isn't a lot of diversity, but maybe really it's not that there isn't. It's just that it's starting to happen. It's just slower. You're kind of showing it. And I think that's important because I know myself kind of growing up, I'm very I was influenced by what I see. And I know other people are kind of the same way. So it's, yeah. I, I like that you're really taking it up, showing it in people's faces uh, that this is happening and here's how we could keep it moving. Yeah, and definitely. Nice. So. I see I see the why you're doing this film. After this is all done, you finish um, documenting, uh, doing all the video editing, it's published out on streaming platforms. What do you see? How do you see it affecting people, I guess? What's, what's your vision for? So my vision for tech and black and white influence on the world is for the young woman who felt fearful to be at Spelman in an engineering class Mm. or left school and went to corporate America and didn't feel like she was out. You know, she didn't want to be there because how she felt. I want them to see that there is a place for you. Mm. I want young people to see that it's people in our community who has been in tech 50 years. Mm. When tech started, they were there. Mm. Like, you know, when, 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 when IBM started, we had our people there. And so when you look at um, hidden figures and you see these stories being told, I think our history has always been there. It's just that we have to tell it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I think that I would like to give the larger society just an introductory, because this mm. film will only be an introductory to blacks and technology. This, you know, this, I can't even cover all of the history that I've found in my research. I've found so much research on our culture. It's just that when I look at the documentaries, and the films, 
it was a it was a film called Innovate. It was a mo- it was a book actually called Innovators, and it dealt with all the innovators in tech. And so as I'm looking through the book, I'm seeing I'm, I'm not seeing I've see I don't see any of our people, and I know our people were there. And so, I think for me, I want it to be a conversation starter, mm-hmm. even if it's not done all the way to what capacity that it could be. If it's, you know, because in, in in film, you have a vision or idea, and then when it's said and done, it may be something else. And so I'm not, I'm fluid in my thinking about what the outcome would be. I think that I just want to connect the right dots so it can be, it can have that the, the influence that it can have a global a global presence. Absolutely. You know, I, I don't want to, and that was my reason for traveling and going to numerous states so it can be a multi-state film because and that's, that's that's just half of the country. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not making it to New York, Boston, Durham, Philadelphia, all these other cities, Chicago, where tech is on the rise everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm just hitting the areas that that I feel that has like the juice. Yeah, you know, and it's other areas like I would love to go to Boston because Boston is mm-hmm. another hub. I would love to go to Seattle. Seattle is another hub. Or it's home to a lot of big tech companies. Right, yeah. but I'm just starting. I'm I'm just starting and 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 hoping to. So many other stories that yeah. need to be told. We have a sister in San Francisco, and I met this phenomenal sister. Her name is Kathy Cotton. And her story, she, she's doing a documentary on some of the founders and elders in technology. Her story is called A Seat at the Table. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so my story is just one story that's being told, but her story was before mine. And so out of this, I hope it would create all these different stories. You have a sister, uh, Angel Rich. She has a film, Black Tech Matters. She told me that she'll be dropping this year. Um, I've talked to a a number of of creators who are creating stories around technology. So I just hope that this is just one of the stories that comes out and has impact and opens the door for many more stories to be told. This is a movement happening whether we like it or not. Right. It's a movement happening whether we like it or not. And so, you know, I'm a spokesperson for this movement. And, you know, the research I've done around it has given me a lot of hope Mm -hmm. that, you know, we basically can do anything. I've seen us do it all. In my lifetime, in terms of me watching people that I've admired, and so in tech, I didn't know about this world, and now 
I know some incredible people in the world of technology. I want to always be a supporter, promoter, and investor in technology. Wow. So you, let's talk about you for a second. You, you mentioned you kind of discovered this after going to San Francisco and then also some other um, festivals here on Earth um, in Atlanta. What, is, is this your first film in tech? So my aspiration to become a personality in the industry came out of a need to fulfill my purpose. And so I spent a lot of time looking within, trying to figure out what, I knew what I was good at. I knew what I what my talents were. Mm-hmm. But I was doing work that I was very unhappy, you know. I would go to work and I would just hate going to work. And so out of what I do well, I wanted to figure out, okay, how do I monetize being a great networker? How how do I monetize being a, a person who enjoys conversation? How do I monetize all these books that I read? How do I monetize the hours that I spend at Barnes and Noble? You know, how do I monetize traveling around the country? I love traveling. Mm -hmm. And so I looked at people because I'm always, like for me as a kid, Richard Pryor as an actor Mm -hmm. was like all in all for me as a kid. Like I loved all of his movies and, you know, we was growing up with HBO and we was growing up with, the cable channels when it was first starting, like in mm-hmm. 80s, we watched movies a lot. And so I fell in love with movies in the 80s as a kid. And the more I learned about the process, I realized that in Hollywood, you have all these different pieces to a big puzzle. And I found that I would be a great piece, just like Will Packer. Please tell me about that a little bit more. So, so you found that I found that in Hollywood, when you create these movies, it take a certain amount of time to create them, and it's sometimes hundreds of people on a production, mm-hmm. and so it, it's not always that they're working in unisons because sometimes it'd be crazy, yeah. it'd be conflict, but everybody plays a position, mm-hmm. and so. Me being a person who has played my position throughout life with in, in groups, whether I was working with an organization, I was working as a manager for an artist, or I was working a manager managing the business, I've always played the position, and my position has always kind of been the same. I've, I've, I've been I've been great at what I'm great at, and so mm-hmm. when I when I started to study producers. I felt something like, dang, this is it. Yeah. You know, this is producing film, investing in film, you know, speaking, TV, talk shows, all those things felt natural for me when I when I when I got involved with it. And so I'm fairly new, a couple years old, I'm a little baby, I'm a mm-hmm. three-year-old infant <laughs> in this world. 
And I started differently than most because I understood that the key to success was about relationships. Like I understood before I would create anything, I would have relationships around the country to deliver something on. And so I worked real hard with building relationships, you know, and, and, and any, any filmmaker, I would say, go to ABFF, American Black Film Festival. Mm -hmm. You know, I had the opportunity to meet Jeff Friday in 2016 and Jeff was very welcoming. Like, I actually had got the last day of the, of the when the festival was over, we were staying at the Ritz Carlton and I had an opportunity to have brunch with him. And For so- those who don't know Jeff Friday? Yeah, Jeff, Fr Jeff Friday is the founder of American Black Film Fest. American Black Film Fest just gave me a, 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 a entry into a world that was like, wow, this is Hollywood. Coming to your, my right, set of the entertainer to my left, Gabrielle Union coming through the door. Wow. I mean, it just, I say, this is the world I want to be in right here. Black Hollywood. You really felt like the welcome. Kind of yeah, I was, I was, I was wow. in my home. I was at home. I was at home. Black Hollywood. Mm. Yeah, it started at the film festivals for me. And then the film festivals gave me relationships. I didn't, I didn't have an idea of who I was or what I wanted to be or what I wanted to do. Mm. I left, I left. Um, ABFF and flew out to LA the weekend of the BET Awards in 2016. I went, they had an extension of American Black Film Festival where you could go out and do master classes with the last little bit of money I had. Yeah. <laughs> the last little bit of money I had, I flew out and I took Courtney's, Courtney Kemp's master class, the, the showrunner for Power. Mm. I took Robert Townsend's pitching class. You know, it's the big dogs. Right. I took um, Tasha Smith, actress and acting class. And, you know, all this stuff was like, I was in school for real. Hmm. And so when I learned about pitching and I learned about acting and I learned about producing and I learned about what a showrunner does, I had to figure out what my place was because I knew I, would, I wouldn't come up in the industry like a lot of the people I saw in Hollywood. I knew I wouldn't have 10, 15 years in the industry where people would know me. So I had to have something that would be a strength. And for me, it was going to be networking. Mm. So everywhere I was, I know how to work a room. If, any, if, if, if anybody who knows me and they tell you about me, they're going to say, oh, yeah, Savanze, he... He gonna work a room. He gonna, <laughs> he, gonna, he gonna find a way to get in some rooms he don't supposed to be in. He gonna meet all the right people mm -hmm. and all the right people gonna remember him. Wow. And so right now, if I send Jeff Friday a picture of me and him, he gonna remember our interaction. Like I'm going down as an anniversary trip to ABFF in, in June to say, hey, Jeff, I got something, man. I started two years ago here, and look, boom, I'm ready. I'm going to produce my first TV show. I like that story because I feel like a lot of times, especially in the social media world we live in, we see a lot of other people's success. We're like, oh, that's amazing. And it might first kind of be uh, kind of innocent, like, oh, I'd like to be at that level. But then we chase that person's success. But what you did, you kind of looked at other people's success, like, wow, I like this. You found some people who kind of 
taught you some things, but you looked at your own skills and kind of took what you could do and like, all right, what can I do that works for me? Right. And I like what you did. I like yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't well. try to follow in no no one's footsteps because I feel like everybody is destined for one thing that they'll be great at, and then all this other stuff they can like Jay, Jay a lyricist. Mm-hmm. You know, Jay doing. You know, you look at Jay Z and he did rap for real. Now, when you see everything else he do, like LeBron's, LeBron's is excellent basketball player, but he doing film, he doing all kind of other stuff now. So you got to find like, what is that great thing? You know, Oprah, she did radio and talk. You know, she's a wonderful host. No matter what she's hosting, she's a great host. But she does a lot of stuff now. And so you have to find that one thing that you're really great at and build a foundation off of that. So you got, okay, I'm great at this one thing, then, okay, I'm a great networker. And that's one of the key skills that you need to be a producer Mm -hmm. is know all the right people to get your project greenlit and raise money and, you know, sit at some tables. And so rub elbows with the right people. All of that together, your skill set, that's why Tech and Black and White exists. And kind of your research into tech as well, the history, what's happening now, and kind of the vision into the future brings us to Tech and Black and White. Well, you know, I, I, and it's funny because when I think about Tech and Black and White, I had this idea that if I could create a film on technology that would give me um, an an access to a foreign world. Mm -hmm. Like I really, like, I feel like our culture is so cool oriented. Our culture is so flashy oriented. Our culture is so, oh wow, Mm -hmm. celebrity. And tech is opposite of that. Yeah. The, 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 the engineer is in the corner. The, he's over there. He's coding for hours. He's not concerned about how he looks. And so a lot of the people I study, as I, as I speak to them, I'm learning something about a different world. You know, I was talking to this sister who's a, a brilliant engineer, and she was talking all this cold talk, front end design and back end and da 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 da. And it's, it's all fascinating to me because she's like, Yeah, I, I had this, I wrote this code and it wasn't, it didn't go through and da 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 da. And I'm like, Okay, so what does it mean when the code don't go through? And she's like, She's excited about all of this stuff that's related to coding. It's a foreign world for a lot of us. A lot of us are not, a lot of us don't understand it, but if we do, we'll understand it. It's not like something we all can do. Oh, really? Yeah, something that if if you want to become a coder, I guarantee you, you could become a coder. It's going to take you some time. Mm -hmm. It's a discipline. It ain't for everybody, but it's a lot of people who are out here. They're coding, they're creating software, they're developing apps. And I just don't want us to continue to be consumers of all these things and not understand that we can be creators also. Gotcha. 
do really is a lot of things. One, kind of pulling back the curtain so we see, I feel like right now we always see the CEO. Right. We see the Steve Jobs, we don't see everyone else as part of it. So you're pulling back the curtain to show like how it all works, who's doing this, what yeah. it is. Right. And you're also kind of telling us what it means because I feel like, like you just said, like talking to someone, they're going to use all these terms and stuff. They're like, what, what, huh, what? Right. So you're kind of like, uh, in a way, being a translator. Or, yeah, and, and just showing the larger society that we're we are very diverse people. Mm-hmm. You know, we got some kids. I met this I met this guy and he didn't go to school, but he learned everything about his computer from gaming. So a lot of us came up, I came up playing Atari. Mm. A lot of us came up playing playing games. And so there's a, a game school in Atlanta. And I just found out about this brother. I want to celebrate this brother that has his own gaming school. He's been in gaming for, as a professor, he's a professor. And so I think that we have you know, worlds that we've 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 been a part of these worlds all along. It's just that because society, I think, stereotypes certain groups of people doing certain things. It's like, oh, okay, y'all are not going to school for that. That's not y'all thing. And so you see other cultures that, oh yeah, that's what they do. Oh, this culture, they're doctors. This culture, they're that. This culture, you know, and it's not the case because around the world we have, and I mean, we, I'm just starting here in this country. Wait until you see Tekken Black and White, the trans, the, the, the passport edition. Cause I got Tekken White, Black and White, the passport edition. That's when I'm going to Haiti, Brazil, South Africa, uh, West Africa, I'm, I mean, Canada, London, Europe. I want you to see that, you know, Black people doing tech everywhere. Mm. This is going global. Definitely. Nice. So, Oscar, I know we're getting close on time. So, what what's next? What's next for you? And tech and black and white. So right now, on Friday, I fly to San Francisco. I'll be there for the San Francisco Film Fest. Last week, I just left Atlanta Film Fest, Screenwrite, Screencraft, and so because I've done all of like putting the pieces together and I have my treatment, um, my media kit, developing out the website and all of the social media, I'm at a point now where I'm building the partnerships. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at some organizations that are already doing the work and I'm wanting to go and see how I can fit in with what they're doing. And so I'm not creating this solely organic. I'm creating it through organizations and through people who are already doing the work. And so I go out and meet with some potential partners. Um, view They got a film that will be inside the San Francisco. I, I'm looking at some people, hiring some people to do the uh, directing and cinema photography. And so I'll be in California for a week come back looking for that trip to be a pretty good trip. I come back, 
and keep building out the pieces. And then I'll get ready for American Black Film Festival in June. And so that's a real close to home trip for me to go back. And I've been on this on this journey and this run for like two years building this foundation. And so now to go back and see Jeff Friday, because the inspiration came from going to American Black Film Festival. So, you know, I, I got a lot of good, st good stuff going on. Um, I think that I got a lot of options right now. So I think within the next, I'll start shooting the film in June. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's about right around the corner. It's starting yeah. Soon. I'll start shooting the film end of June. Right now I'm just securing the bag. <laughs> I'm just securing the bag to get this thing done. And my, my, my vision is to premiere this thing at Sundance. Oh, yeah. in, in January 2020. That's the that's the vision. That's the yeah. goal. The whole thing or just going to release it? Kind of, you want to do a part of it out? Yeah, I want to put a part of it out. Um, I want to put a part of it out at um, Tech Connects, mm -hmm. Black Enterprise Tech event out in, in Oakland, in San Fran area. And I want to present a part of it at Afrotech. In November, That's so I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to do some shooting here in Atlanta, and a couple of more places to take it and promote the film, so I can get the whole TV series first season done, starting by the end of the year. Which is more than just some video going on YouTube. You're putting it on the stage. Yeah, so most definitely, definitely. Right. It's not. It's not a. It's not a little YouTube video series, web series. No, we talking yeah, real TV. Yeah, we talking real TV. We talking real TV. That's nice. Yeah. Thank you uh, for coming to talk about this. Where, where can we find you and follow you throughout the journey? Well, my my IG is Visionary Filmmaker. Um, Visionary Filmmaker, love the title. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I'm getting a little bit better on social media. Cause I'm I'm so still in the real world, mm. still making real phone calls, walking around with a pocket full of business cards as we speak. I gotta send fifty emails to a hundred emails out to California before I land. But yeah, visionary filmmaker IG, um, and then you'll be able to catch me on Tech in Black and White podcast series at the Gathering Spot, where I'll be hosting. Um, some phenomenal people in technology. Nice. You get us a sneak peek of anyone who might be coming in? I would say. Or maybe who would you like to invite? So I got a couple of people on my list. Um, the first person I want to get is um, Tristan Walker. Tristan Walker. If I could get Tristan Walker. He's moving, he's leaving San Francisco at Soul Walking, Soul is Company, Procter and Gamma. Now he's coming to Atlanta. I want to okay. know why he's coming to Atlanta. Um, I would like to get T.I. Oh, yeah. Talk about tech ciphers. He started a, a, a company to invest in technology. Um, I would like to get the, the founder 
and creator of Atlanta Tech Village, David. Mm. We talk about, you know, it started, a lot of this started from me seeing Atlanta Tech Village as well. When I was coming to Atlanta, Atlanta Tech Village was on the rise. So I would like to know his story. So that's just to name a few, wow, you know, okay. influentials that I would like to host. A lot of big names. Wow, thanks for sharing that. All right, so visionary filmmaker on IG. We'll follow him there. We'll look out for Second Black and White, the podcast as well, and all the platforms. Wow, thanks for joining us.